Thank you for tuning into this episode of the podcast. Uh, today we'll be covering the last 10 of the 20 legions we covered last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, we're just going to get right into it because this is a really long one. It's going to be. There's a lot of characters here, right? Yeah. Um, but stay tuned in the end because you guys are going to help us choose what video will be coming next. And of course, remember to like, comment, and subscribe, do all that good stuff because it's the only language the algorithm speaks. If you like this, that's the only way it knows. Right? Yeah. And let's just jump into it. With the 11th Legion, the 12th Legion. <laughs> the 11th Legion, the 12th Legion. Yeah. Um, the 11th I, Legion? I wanted to change it up a bit, because um, last time when we were covering Lehman Russ, mm-hmm. um, it was brought to my attention by a lot of you guys that there's a lot of cool quotes. Mm-hmm. He's not the only Primarch with a ton of cool quotes. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be starting them off with a quote that I feel like encapsulates who they are. Some are going to be longer, some are going to be shorter. This okay. one's on the short end. Okay, And it gets to the 12th Legion. Um, which is, I was born in blood, raised in darkness, and I will die free. That's incredibly edgy. Oh, yes. That's incredibly edgy. And that is from the 12th Legion, mm-hmm. known as the World Eaters, with their Primarch, Angron. Well, you can guess his shtick. I, I think I've already guessed it. Mm-hmm. The man, I think it was mentioned, ye, the last one, I think it was... Uh, um, it actually was Lehman Russ, was the one I said was too angry to die. This is the guy actually, this is guy too, angry actually to too angry yeah. to die. Yeah, he's the Emperor's Fury Incarnate. Um, they seem pretty straightforward, but they're actually a deceptively sad legion. Like, there's mm. some depth going on here that I only found out when researching for this video. Mm-hmm. Um, because at the end of the day, here's the main thing. They never asked for this. Mm. They're, they're just they're just angry and they can't do anything about yeah, it. Yeah, like, Angron, as a kid, was kidnapped. Because, you know, the, all, all of them were like... Kidnapped by chaos and scattered, mm. right? Unfortunately, yeah. he was kidnapped by corn. Mm, I know enough about corn to know that that's not a good combination. Yeah. So, so corn's whole shtick is anger, war, violence. Like you know, he's a very angry person. He's... So you can imagine, as a toddler, instead of a gentle landing for Angron, mm-hmm. he hocked him against a planet so hard as a kid he was brain damaged. Oh, damn. off the top. Yeah, right. And then if that wasn't bad enough. The people who found him, unlike other Primarchs, didn't bother to raise him. They're like, oh, you're going to make a great gladiator. Yeah. And they immediately just made him a slave gladiator to fight forever for them, for their entertainment. Yeah. To ensure this happens, they had this thing called the Butcher's Nails, right? Mm-hmm. And like basically one of them, they drill it inside. And every time you feel anything but anger, mm-hmm. it causes you agony, right? Mm. That's one of them. It's um, kind of like this little dealio in Ma- Mass Effect 2 where they mention when they're like making... Uh, um, uh, Jack, mm-hmm. they're just like every time you hit someone, you get a shot of dopamine to your brain. Mm-hmm. It's that, but the opposite. But the opposite. Every time you're not hitting somebody, you're just in in agony, right? Uh, yeah. One of them does that. Mm-hmm. His entire head, like in all the pictures you'll see, has dreads. Mm-hmm. That's each a butcher's nail. Ah. Uh. Yes. Ah. Uh. So he's it's it's uh, like he's. Just How does in, he have uh, any gray matter left? I, it's it's not much. <laughs> Um, but uh, the only time he feels battle is is um, when he's... I mean, the only time he feels joy mm-hmm. is when he's in battle, right? And mm-hmm. so he's really, really, really good combatant, right? Mm-hmm. But there were people who were kind to him, other people who were enslaved like him. And eventually, because mm-hmm. he's a Primarch and he's a lot stronger than most guys, mm-hmm. he broke out, led a revolution, right? Mm-hmm. And um, they, they were doing decent. But mm-hmm. again, this is a brain-damaged guy who only feels happiness in combat. Yeah. So at some point, it didn't start going well. And he, they were surrounded by like seven armies and he mm-hmm. was going to lose, mm-hmm. right? At that point, uh, the emperor shows up mm-hmm. and instead of doing the, you know, the usual shtick of I show up as a man in robes. Hey, kiddo, yeah. how you doing? Yeah, I see what you're up to. You know, we play some fun games. You join me. He was feeling really lazy on mm-hmm. this day, I guess. Mm-hmm. So he was like, listen, listen, listen. If you guys, the the, the people who owned Angron, right? Mm-hmm. If you're like, hey, if you guys just like join my empire without a single bullet fired, I'll mm-hmm. kidnap that 
angry guy away and mm-hmm. you can just slaughter his mm-hmm. revolution. And they're like, uh, yeah, sure, please, go mm-hmm. ahead. And so um, he went up to Angron and was like, hey, uh, cut the revolution stuff out. Let's bounce. I imagine Angron was not happy about that. No, and Angron was like, no, 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 these are my guys. I will stay here with them. And he was like, cool. And they're both on the ship. Mm. And Angron could do nothing about that. Mm. So he started living up to the name on the ship. And then the emperor, being the emperor, just knocked him out cold. Because they're not even close. Yeah. I He's mean, a really bad dad, especially with Angron. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So poor Angron is then shipped back to Terra to figure out what's going what on. What the hell is this, happening this, with this, him? This is a bit much. I'll be yeah. fair, the pickup was rough, but this is a bit much, right? Mm-hmm. And um, when they examine him, they discover that large chunks of his brain were removed by the people there Mm -hmm. so that he can only feel anger. Yeah. Right? So he's just, as if the nails weren't enough and the Mm -hmm. brain damage from being a child wasn't enough, Mm -hmm. he is now missing whole swaths of brain. Yeah. There's nothing left Mm -hmm. in there but that that which creates anger. I know. And so if that, and that's that's really terrible, but to top it all off... Mm -hmm. In doing that, they kind of, these people who had Angron mm-hmm. robbed the universe of one of the few nice Primarchs. Mm. Like, Angron wasn't just, like, a good guy. One of his abilities, because all of them have, like, a fun little ability. His was he had the ability to, like, psychically take the pain of others upon himself. Mm. So, like, if you were suffering, he could take that anguish upon himself. And because he's a Primarch, he can take a lot more than a person. Mm-hmm. So, like, because they took that away from him, mm-hmm. we could have had, like, one of the nicest Primarchs ever. Yeah. Like, a, a true, like, an actual empathic person mm-hmm. who can feel the pain of others but no but no the, the, it's he, funnier yeah. to make him do gladiatorial fights yeah uh, and so that's the real tragedy there really the only reason he's still alive is because of that high tolerance for pain yeah. anybody else would have been driven mad and honestly mm-hmm. even after the diagnostics they're like he's not gonna live he's like, not he's, gonna live too long well terrible. i would imagine having several bolts shoved into your skull there's not a lot of Mm-hmm. Great. Like I said, there's not a lot of gray matter left mm-hmm. in that brain of his. The problem is, legions look up to their primarchs, like father to son. So they yeah. saw that, like, oh yeah, let's get these butcher's nails things going. Oh, so they did, and they did the same things willingly. Which, oh, God, okay, right. Well, this tragedy just keeps getting worse and worse. But it's made them a very terrifying legion. Mm-hmm. Like Angron alone has raged through an entire country and mm-hmm. like shut it off. Yeah, like him with his legion mm-hmm. have turned worlds dark in days. Mm. They're very good at very what they very do, good right? at war. Yeah. So if you like to like going through combat, heavily armored with chainsaw axes, these are the guys for you. Mm-hmm. Tons of red, um, tons of anger, and honestly, they're really cool and fairly sympathetic. I'd love to do a deep dive on them at some mm-hmm. point because I'm skipping a lot. There's yeah. more to this tragedy. Yeah, I would imagine. There's so much more. Um, today in 40k, Angron is alive with a great design. Yeah, uh, he has one of the best models, I think. Um, period. He's a demon Primarch now. Mm. It's basically, like he's full sent into being a demon. Yeah, right? and genuinely, his model looks pretty happy. Mm. Like, like it's, it's got like a big grin on. Sure, massive axes and like carnage. Well, but, like, sure, he looks happy. I'm, I'm sure like, the only reason he's happy is because just like I get to fight forever. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, he's worshiping. Wow. He's worshiping corn now, so they're just like bros. Yeah, about that's it. a that's a mm-hmm. that's the 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 blood for the blood god skulls for the skull throne. Oh yeah, type yeah, right there. Yeah, wheat for the cornflakes. Yeah, 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 for the cornflakes. Yeah, yeah. So it's, <laughs> he's doing great right now. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really happy for him. Uh, not so happy for anybody else who bumps into him. Mm, no, I wouldn't be either. But I'm so happy for Angron. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, from there, let's jump into the Thirteenth Legion. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the quote from this one is from Gilliman, yes. and it's "What doesn't kill me isn't trying hard enough." <laughs> I can't. I, <laughs> you've told me that uh, Gilliman is one of your favorites. Oh, yes. I love him. I'm starting to see why. Just up that one quote. 
Mm-hmm. Um, the 13th Legion, known as the Ultramarines or the Primarch. I'm going to say it right this one time. Rabute Gilliman. Mm-hmm. That's how it's genuinely pronounced. And from this point on, you'll be referring to him as Bobby G. Is that is that correct? He has so many fun nicknames, such as the Avenging Bean Counter, <laughs> Robot Girly Man, Bobby G. String. Robot Girly Man. And the list goes on. I'm going to have fun with this, right? Mm. He's the Emperor's kind of logistics made flesh. They're not the best Legion for fighting, sneaking, naval combat, any of that. Weren't they in that one... Um... God, I never like played this game all the way through, but I played like a demo of it on the 360. Gothic? No, it was like you play as the Ultramarine. Oh, space, I think it's literally called Space, space Marines. Marine. Yeah. yeah, and it's getting a sequel, Space Marines Two. two. Wow, it's still, it's still the Ultramarines, and mm-hmm. I'm very excited for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, you're right. Those are ultra, those are Ultramarines, but mm-hmm. not Gilliman himself, mm-hmm. right? Because he was still dead then. Yeah, it's fairly recent that he's back. Um, but uh, yeah, they're not the best at fighting, sneaking, naval battles, or even dueling. Mm-hmm. But they're great. At organization, regimenting, supply mm-hmm. lines, which makes them be decent at everything else. I can see, I can see why he gets the nickname "the Avenging Bean Counter." Mm-hmm. Um, this is found really well in the way um, uh, the Emperor found a robust girly man, right? Um, when he when he found him, he usually found like when you find one of the brothers, it's like mm-hmm. a, a planet's been conquered, or like uh, a city's like really well put together. Or mm-hmm. This is the most efficient it's ever been, right? Yeah, like usually one, maybe two tops. Mm-hmm. Um, when he found Gilliman, he found a realm of five hundred worlds, all united under his banner. Oh, and it's all running smoothly. Okay, yeah. So when he found Robo Bean Counter, he found an entire <laughs> legion, like. Like, this was a veritable empire yeah. ready for him to just, like, take over. And oh. Gilman's smart, so he didn't put up a fight. He was like, oh, no, clearly you're my dad. Yeah. Clearly you you're my dad. You gave this to me. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, clearly you're my dad, right? Um, And that, that, that kind of regimenting mm-hmm. is why they're so damn decent at everything. Yeah. Because when you're fighting a sp- an ultramarine, you're not just fighting an individual. You're fighting, or you're not even fighting an individual or an army. Mm-hmm. You're, fi- you're fighting countless worlds who've all paid their taxes on time, mm-hmm. and all that tax money has gone to the right places to mine the best resources, ship yeah. it to a factory with great quality control to get weapons to them mm-hmm. in the front lines as fast and efficiently as possible. This guy plays Satisfactory a lot. Effectively, he? I love Satisfactory too, which is another reason. <laughs> one of my favorite games. Yeah. So so that's why... How many hours do you think uh, Robot Girly Man has logged in Victoria? Honestly, probably the same amount as me. Too many. <laughs> right? And if that wasn't enough, if all this supply line logistics perfection wasn't enough, mm-hmm. every Ultramarine takes after Romanov Enderman and thinks the same way. Right? So they're all strategists at heart. Yeah. So not only are they like, yeah, sure, you could pro- like, I'll be honest, a world, a world eater versus an ultramarine, one on one, they're gonna lose. But the ultramarine will always be able to outthink them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. To another way that uh, their their efficiencies really went show- well shown off is the Horus Heresy killed a lot of ultramarines. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of space marines generally, mm-hmm. but a lot of ultramarines because. Yeah. Everybody knew they were a threat, so mm-hmm. obviously they got hit they really hard. They got hit really hard because right? it's just like, let's take care of you, and now mm-hmm. the logistics are dead. Mm-hmm. But before that, he had the largest uh, Roaring Gulag Man. Mm-hmm. Had the <laughs> There's a lot of these. Yeah, Roaring Gulag Man <laughs> Roaring. Had, the, had the largest legion at 250,000, right? Yeah. Morgar was second at 100,000. Mm-hmm. So that shows how efficient things were. Mm-hmm. But what's more impressive is after that, when every legion was decimated, mm-hmm. like down to almost nothing... Not only did the realm of Ultramar, which is what it's called, right, mm-hmm. allow for uh, the Ultramarines to be back up to full strength, half of every Space Marine today mm-hmm. comes from Ultramar. Oh, yeah. So he just just like 
it's just so well done mm-hmm. that it just it like autopilot. It all it just boom. Right. I'd so, imagine he had a contingency in place for like, okay, if this many of you die, mm-hmm. let's get this process started and we'll get back up to speed in months. It's not a contingency thing. It's just like a machinery. Just, this mm-hmm. is just how it works. Right. Yeah. No, like basically. So like, because of how efficient and well built his realm is half of all Marines today mm-hmm. are related to rumble buff and counterpunch. This is like the Benedict Cumberbatch of Warhammer 40k. But as much as the li- uh, the literature and certain authors have tried, mm-hmm. there's there's been some authors who really like Ultramarines, and it's made them a bit of a Mary Sue. Mm. To give you a sense of scale, there are more named Ultramarines than figures for some armies. Mm. So so they've gotten it great. They've gotten it really. They've gotten great. it really great, which has given them a bit of a bad rep. But they're not perfect, even in the lore, right? Yeah, because of their efficiency and their focus on solid strategy, they don't get snaked twice, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you do something once, cool. It they figured happen. it out and it they'll, won't happen again. They'll, yeah, it makes them very arrogant. Mm. Makes them very very arrogant, which allows it to happen a third time. <laughs> right? It'll so, happen the first time. Mm-hmm. It won't the second, mm-hmm. but it will again the third. And then a personal. Personal weakness, right? Because that's one that all the Marines have. But a personal weakness of row, row, row your boat gently down the streamly man is he's a bit of an autocrat, right? So because because he he's so um, specific and uh, high-minded when it comes to these things, mm-hmm. he doesn't like giving even a micrometer of power because he's like, I can do it best. Yeah. Right? So it's like imagine at your company, the CEO is like greeting customers and he's doing it better than you and you're like, why are you here? Why are you here? But like genuinely things are running well, but you're mm-hmm. like, why are, why are you, you here? here? Go away. Yeah, like if he wasn't such a micromanaging person, mm-hmm. there's a theory that he could be even more efficient, but mm. it's just a weakness of his, right? Um, of all the Primarchs, Benedict Cumberbatch probably has the most written about him, right? So I'm leaving out a lot. If you like thinking right out of your situation, like to have everything, have everything in its place and kind of running like a well-oiled machine, you like uh, focus on governance mm-hmm. and less on just like winning the fight. You've read way too many books about feng shui. Then the Ultramarines are for you, right? Currently in 40k, the greatest little derivative pile of blueberry pudding pop fuckery that has ever glazed, gl- glazed the surface of the shitty little galaxy is alive and depressed about it. <laughs> Waking up... <laughs> Waking up to the current Imperium has not been good for his mental health. Um, he's the first living active loyalist Primarch. Mm-hmm. He hates it. Because mm-hmm. the current Imperium, like we already covered, is very, it's very... In a, it's not in a good place. Very inefficient. Yeah. So it's awesome for us that we have a, like a loyalist back. Mm-hmm. But, oh, he's depressed about he it. He does not want to yeah. be back. Yeah. yeah. He okay. also has a really cool art, like the... the the revival of Rebute Gilman. It's, it's really good. It's mm-hmm. really good. Um, now let's move on to the 14th Legion. Um, and the quote for them is from Mortarian. Mm-hmm. And it is, Forget no insult, my son, as I have never forgotten any of those of my father, of the Emperor, or of Horus. Uh, forgive no slight grievance. Hold your bitterness deep within and let it fester. Let it toil, squirm, and churn until you're filled with bile so poisonous, everything you touch turns to ruin. Then you shall serve Nurgle best. Then you shall spread his gifts across the false Imperium and watch its final rotting. So hey. he's just toxicity personified. He's toxic in all chat. Yeah. yeah. Basically, that's all he is. Um, They're cancer. They're just cancer. That's really what it boils down to. Mm-hmm. The next legion up is the Death Guard, number 14, mm-hmm. with their Primarch Mortarian. Um, they're another traitor legion, this mm-hmm. time serving Papa Nurgle. Yeah, right? I, I, mean, I you heard Nurgle, and I'm like, that's that's mm-hmm. that's not a... Mm-hmm. That word is not in the Imperium Bible. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, he's the god of pestilence, disease, and rot. 
but um, he wasn't always he wasn't always this way, right? Mm-hmm. Mortarian, uh, he's un, he's a lot of the traitor ones have good reasons for being that way. They're mm-hmm. understandable, right? Yeah. Some don't, but quite a few do. Yeah. Mortarian falls in that same space, mm-hmm. not as sad as Angron, but still pretty rough. He landed in a nuclear waste site. Mm. There's no two ways about it, right? And instead of being found by a person, he was found by a necromancer. Mm. Um, so this planet's covered in horrific toxic gases. As a radioactive planet would be. And uh, this necromancer said, well, he's got to adjust somehow. So he chained him at the place where it was most concentrated. So ah. Get used to it. So he he watched Chernobyl. Um, basically, <laughs> this, that's exactly what happened, right? Yeah. Um, and so he did adjust because he's a Primarch. But it left his face kind of scarred. Yeah. Uh, his lips are now perpetually chapped. Mm. Uh, he's just always ashy. Mm. Like, no good skincare going on. It's, well, it's all scar tissue. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, but um, he was always kind of a decent and curious kid. So eventually, mm-hmm. once he did adjust, and his dad had taught him, like, oh, this is how you swing. You know, the yeah. basics of Primark raising, how to kill a man, basically. <laughs> right? He went out, and he found these people. And at first, they were kind of like a beast about mm-hmm. him. Because... He was a pretty weird kid. Mm-hmm. He was raised by a Primark. I mean, he was raised by a nec- uh, necromancer, mm-hmm. chained in a place full of gases, didn't interact with anybody. Mm-hmm. Mad weird kid vibes. Well, I mean... Mad weird kid vibes. I mean, if you're, like, chained in a radioactive, like, reactor, and mm-hmm. you're, like, scarred and mm-hmm. shit, I'm sure people are... Mm-hmm. Eventually, they did warm up to him, and things yeah. were going good, Then this weird dude, in, a weirdly large dude in robes showed up. Mm-hmm. You can tell who this is by this I point. can tell who this is. And he was like, hey, Mortarian... Either go kill your dad, or you have to serve me forever. Mortarian hates his dad. So he's mm-hmm. like, oh, yes, I'll, I'll go kill him. And he goes and he tries, but uh, this necromancer is like super duper high up. The higher up you go on this planet, the worse it gets. Mm-hmm. Eventually, Mortarian, even though he's a Primarch, just can't keep up. Yeah. And he's like about to die. And then the Emperor basically one-shots his dad, and then Fortnite dances on him. <laughs> <laughs> like, like literally like a bright white light, orange justice. And then said, you got to work for me from now on. That never sat right with Mortarian. I wonder why. Yeah. And that's kind of like the seeds of why he, he joined Chaos, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he took that personally. Yeah, he took it personally. And it was very easy for Horus to go, hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Remember when, remember when dad did that thing? Mm-hmm. You want to get him? And he also hates, he hates emperors. So mm-hmm. he was never going to like the emperor anyway. But the fact no. that he just showed up and did that was just... Ugh. He's, he's Jagatai. Mm-hmm. But if Jagatai very good. wasn't a true neutral. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, thanks to his upbringing in effectively Chernobyl, he is a tank. Mm-hmm. Him and his legion are tanky, right? Um, they'll walk through fire that would kill five space marines oh. and keep going. They're like walls, right? Mm-hmm. And now that they worship uh, the god of disease and pestilence, you have this unbreakable wall coming at you. And just being around them feels like you're fighting off a cold, mm-hmm. a migraine, a stomach bug, cancer, and radiation poisoning. I'd say that's more than 3.6 Rontgen. Not bad. Not <laughs> terrible. <laughs> if you haven't seen Chernobyl on HBO Max, you should. It's really worth it. Depressing, though. Um, on top of that, your armor is also rusting. Mm-hmm. The concrete beneath you is cracking, and the air you breathe is now toxic. I thought Nurgle was just disease. Is he just rot it's incarnate? rot. Okay. All will come back to him. Yeah. That, it's why he's so strong right now. A lot's been coming back to him. Yeah. Right? So, oh, and the last thing, they're firing bullets the size of your hand at you that will explode on contact. Well, don't they all do that? Yes, but paired with everything else I got going on, they're really yeah. terrifying to fight. It makes them scary to mm-hmm. fight. But 
It's a really fun aesthetic. I didn't like the Death Guard until I looked into them further. And uh, that, that tanky, slow, unstoppable feeling of mm-hmm. like, no, I'm just death. You can't stop me. I'm yeah. just death coming for you. I've seen some... It's a solid thing. So I've seen some portraits of like Mortarian online. They're pretty damn good. It's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So if that's your aesthetic, uh, that's a perfect legion for you. Currently, Mortarian is alive yeah. with one of the best models out there. He'll put up a picture. Mm-hmm. And uh, like you mentioned, the Death Guard fans are real and they're wonderful artists because mm-hmm. he has some of the best art yeah. of any Primarch. Like they really, they do that uh, Angel of Death aesthetic very well. Mm-hmm. So, Angel of Death or I've also seen some 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 artists do the, the Xbox where it's just jet black armor with the neon green lights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. those are not as good, but... I'm still, yeah, I'm still a fan. All right. And now let's move on to the 15th Legion. Mm-hmm. Um... The quote is from Magnus, which is, if I'm guilty of anything, it's the pursuit of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, the 15th Legion, re- led by the Primarch Magnus the Red, uh, they're known as the Thousand Sons, mm-hmm. right? Um, they're another traitor legion, but uh, the first one worshipping Zinch. Uh, Zinch. The changer of ways, the like, real sneaky, manipulative one. Yeah, I know a little bit about like the first three, Korn, Nurgle, and Slanesh. Mm-hmm. Nothing about Zinch. I think that's how he'd like it, honestly. I'm... From the little I've learned about Zinch, yeah, that's accurate. Mm-hmm. So that's that's who he worships today, but like all Chaos Legions, it didn't always start that way. Mm-hmm. He was a bit tragic. He was kind of like the nerd of his brothers mm-hmm. in a way, right? Um, he always preferred to lock himself in a library and learn, mm-hmm. right? And expand his knowledge instead of being out there fighting. This really reflected in the world he landed on, right? Mm-hmm. By the time the Emperor found him, he had a fully uh, functional planet with a leader so bored, mm-hmm. Magnus, that he was just peering into chaos and writing down what he saw out of sheer boredom. Oh. Because he's like a big boy psyker. I think he's like the best psyker of all his brothers. Mm-hmm. So Magnus just out of sheer boredom would just look in chaos and then write down what he saw. He's just doing science. And actually, funnily enough, he was so good at it that to this day, his writings, what mm-hmm. survived... Is the foundation of how the Imperium understands chaos. Huh. So he was very good at his gig, right? That's pretty neat. Um, but that's where the tragedy begins. Like Fulgrim, he was given a really small legion. Mm-hmm. This time only numbering it a thousand. Hence, that's hence the name, right? Tiny. We're gonna skip a lot, but being a psyker is really unstable. Mm-hmm. Being a big boy psyker like him and his legions, super unstable. Yeah, because right? the the bigger a psyker you are, the closer you are to chaos right yeah I, yeah it's it's really it's really complicated and mm-hmm. i'd love to do a full video on magnus because when i was researching him i was like oh my goodness there's so much mm-hmm. here but, but like my basic understanding of psychers is like they draw their power from the hell dimension y- yeah you're not wrong you're not wrong there's just more to it than that he managed to fix it somehow right mm-hmm. so um yeah so he managed to fix it mm-hmm. which terrified everybody else mm. in fixing that he scared everybody else because imagine uh, this legion goes from being like a, a bunch of dorks mm-hmm. holding guns really awkwardly. Mm-hmm. I mean, awkwardly for a space marine. Yeah. So basically not instantly killing things, right? Mm-hmm. Like kind of like shuffling behind armor. Like they're not the best at this whole combat yeah. thing, clearly, mm-hmm. right? And they disappear one day and you're like, thank God, finally I can get to work, yeah. right? And then they come back mm-hmm. and they're, it's storms of fire, lightning, it's raining acid, people are exploding and you're like, uh, what just happened? Uh, you just pointed at him and he turned to goo, right? Well, mm, mm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that scared every other Primarch. It scared right? me. Because they did the whole nine yards of magic mastery, right? Mm-hmm. So everyone's on edge and Lehman Russ being Lehman Russ is 
triple on edge, yeah. right? Um, but Magnus isn't the most socially adept, so he doesn't notice this. He's like, look at us. Look at us. Look at us. We're, we're, doing, we're the doing the thing. The thing. Yeah, we're, we're so doing, good. We're so good, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, because he's a big he's a big nerd, mm-hmm. right? Um, he's one of the first to figure out that Horus is traitor. Mm-hmm. Freaks out. Mm-hmm. And like, because he's a dork, he doesn't take the simple approach of flying to Terra and tell that. He's like, I must tell him through psychic message. Sacrifice a thousand people so I can get there. Okay. <laughs> so so they do that and he like sends like astral projects basically onto earth mm-hmm. and he finds like this big psychic shield protecting his father and it's like well I need to get through to him mm-hmm. so he's panicking he's panicking he's panicking mm-hmm. this little guy who's been whispering with him working with him get, mm-hmm. helping him understand the void mm-hmm. and he's like I-, I need help so he reaches to that guy and the guy's like sure mm-hmm. I'll help and together they like br- I mean shatter that barrier right Yeah. and shattering that barrier they screw up whatever the emperor was working on which is the golden throne as you now know. Yeah. And in doing that, they also open up a hole into hell on Earth. Yeah. So he goes up and he's like, dad, dad, dad. And he's just, the emperor's not having any of it. He's not listening to a word he says. Yeah. He basically like sends him back like forcibly using his own psychic might mm-hmm. and then sends Lehman Russ to capture him, right? Mm-hmm. And so he's, Magnus is big boy sad about this because mm-hmm. he, he understands what he's done now. Mm-hmm. But Horus is being Horus. He's doing the heresy thing, mm-hmm. right? So he messes with the orders a bit from the emperor. And instead of telling Lehman Russ, hey, go capture him, he says, hey, go kill them all. Oh. And Lehman Russ obliges. Mm-hmm. He sacks it all to the ground, murders most of his legion, and like, like back breaks. Yeah. Like, like Banes, Magnus, mm-hmm. and leaves mm-hmm. him there, right? And when Magnus is there, like going blacking out, that little that little voice comes back and says, mm-hmm. "Hey, hey, I Guess can help you out this. of here. I can help you out of this." Yeah, and it, at this point, he's figured out it's Zinch. Yeah, it's Zinch. But there's no other way out of this, mm-hmm. so he's now forcibly on Chaos's side, mm-hmm. right? Um, today, they still are serving um, Zinch, though mm-hmm. they've never been happy about it. But Magnus mm-hmm. is really smart. Well, if I got tricked into a deal like that. Two, I think I would be upset about it. Yeah, 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 exactly. But Magnus is really smart, so he's Zinch keeps him around, and it's kind of like a fun game between the two of them, mm-hmm. right? Of like they're playing the Tom and Jerry I'm, cat and mouse. Yeah, yeah. Games. I'm gonna try and get you to do this, and Magnus is gonna try and counter it. So it's like a fun little game of jujitsu. Mm-hmm. And Zinch is really mean to his followers, so usually, like they're throwing away the second they're done. Yeah. But Magnus is kind of entertaining him. So like to so, this day, they still serve. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're really cool. They're much cooler now because they serve chaos. They don't need to hide any of their powers. Mm. Like they've gone full blown psychic. Yeah. Like some of them aren't even in their armor. They're like piloting it from like miles away, or they've given up their bodies altogether and they're not just magic dust. Oh. Like they've fully committed to the whole magic bit. Yeah. Right? They also have a ton of Egyptian theming, and so if you like that whole magic vibe, that Egyptian vibe, that uh, I would probably like them a lot. Oh, I just vibe with psychic characters in any sort of like sci-fi or fantasy. And they're, they're like anyway. Lovecraftian now, Kazinch. So, oh, so yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. They, you like they have my attention. They do not care. They will unleash anything and everything upon the enemy. Yeah. Today, Magnus is alive as a demon Primarch and is molding about it, but he has a really cool model. Yeah. A really cool model, except for like the weird horns coming out of his pecs. I don't know why they did that. But the horns coming out of his pecs? It's very odd. It makes no sense to me. But... That's Magnus the Red for you. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to the 16th Legion. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say the quote because I think you can figure out this one. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the quote I've got down for these guys is, So let it be war. From the skies of terror to the galactic rim, let the seas boil, let I've already the stars this out. fall. Though it, may, though it takes the last drop of my blood, I will see the galaxy freed once more. And if I cannot save it from your failure, Father, I'll watch it all burn. Mm-hmm. 
Can you figure out who that one is? I figured that out one. Yeah. Who do you yeah. think it is? It's Horace. Yeah, exactly. It's well, I had I had to look up I had to look up the clip of this because that's that's his this speech before starting the war that he he makes in the trailer for oh. the game they're about to release. Oh, yeah. right? Oh, uh, well, it's like a new game mode. It's complicated, right? Mm. For beginners' purposes, we're going to skip that, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. It's the 16th Legion, the Sons of Horus, led mm-hmm. by their Primarch, Horus, mm-hmm. from the hit song, The Horus Heresy, featuring <laughs> Magnus, Mortarian, Angron, and many more. <laughs> it's been a hit all across the Empire. Has it? Oh, yes. People mm. can't get enough of it, mm. right? And we've talked about him a lot yes. when covering his brothers, because he's almost as instrumental as Big E yeah. to the galaxy being where it is now. Right. Yeah. You already well, know. From my understanding, he's like one of the biggest catalysts to it being split into. Exactly. Exactly. Funnily enough, one of our commenters pointed this out. It's called the Horus Heresy. Lorgar started it. Hmm. Horus was just super charismatic, and right? he took it over. Like, Lorgar was the first one to turn the chaos. Mm-hmm. Right. And we'll get to him. I think literally next. Mm-hmm. But Horus was. You have to understand. Before the Heresy, everybody liked Horus. Mm. He wasn't just a master of assault. He was like a really nice guy. Yeah. He was nice to Conrad Kurz. Mr. I shake your hand and see how you're going to die. And then I'll tell you about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. Imagine just heart attack. Yeah. That basically what it was. Just shake hands. Dismembered. Yeah. And Horus was still nice to him. So he was super duper liked. Which mm-hmm. is why he was the face of the heresy, mm-hmm. right? Um, a lot of people say that the emperor is an idiot for not seeing this coming. I don't think that's true. Mm-hmm. Horus was able to get away with a lot because of how cool he was. Nobody expected Horus, mm-hmm. genuinely. That's why when Magnus came and said, Dad, Horus has turned, I was like, get get out. Get out of here. Get out. away. Right? Um, and so that it's that do no wrong that got him as far as he did. Even mm-hmm. to the very bitter end, the emperor didn't want to kill him. Right? Mm-hmm. Like they were like neck and neck, and the emperor could have and didn't. They were and neck and neck. Sanguinius was on the ground over there going. And, oh, yeah. Such an unfortunate picture of him. <laughs> such an, yes. And, and and then the only reason the emperor struck him is because um, there's a lot of different accounts. It's one of those things where it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. nobody knows for sure. But my favorite version of it is there's a, like, Horus was about to like strike the emperor down, mm-hmm. and a single guardsman rushed in to defend the emperor. Mm-hmm. And without a thought, Horus swatted him away with enough force to flay him where he stood. Oh. Yeah. Like, yeah. Without a, like, a thought. And the Emperor really cares for humanity. So mm-hmm. seeing that, he's like, you're not my son anymore. You're not my son anymore. You have, like, you've just traded human- humanity with mm-hmm. such disdain. And then he proceeded to beat him until there was nothing left. Mm-hmm. And then reach into the warp and sunder his soul. Oh. So Horus is never coming back. Horus is like. He's so dead. Super dead. Yes. Like the Deadest you could possibly Oh, be. yes. Um, okay. Yeah, body gone. Um, soul rent asunder. Soul rent asunder. Like, okay. It's not great for him, right? So the emperor <clears throat> the emperor absolutely decimated him where he yeah. stood, right? And so that's the end of Horus. But his legion's not gone. Yeah. They still continue. Um, there's a new guy in charge, and his name is Abaddon the Despoiler. And right? I've heard this line so many times. He's got 13 Black Crusades. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah. There's a lot. We're going to skip all of that. Unless you guys want to deep dive on Abaddon, which there's so much to cover. Mm. He's- well, if we cover all 13 Black Crusades and we only take a minute, that's a 13-minute video. Yeah. Oh, that would be a challenge right there. I don't know if I have it <laughs> in me. But anyway, Abaddon the Despoiler. And under that, they've changed from the Sons of Horus to the Black Legion. Mm-hmm. They're traitors is all hell in a weird and fun way. How do you mean? They worship Chaos Undivided. That sounds... I've heard you talk about this. Scarier than Chaos 
when you're just worshipping one of them. Mm-hmm. No, they, they worship Chaos Undivided. Um, and the way it's run, it's Abaddon, and then there's a council of four, and those four are each like a representative for each Chaos God, basically. Mm-hmm. So you got like a Zinch guy, a Corn guy, a yeah. guy. So it's, it's literally like, mm-hmm. it's a democracy for hell? <laughs> it's very effective, I can't lie. Yeah. Right? Um, they kind of, they, they, they really hate all the bickering that the Chaos Gods get up to, mm-hmm. and they're the only Legion able to get them to like, quit it! Let's work together, mm-hmm. right? It's it's a really impressive thing, actually. Mm. Um, and they've accomplished some major things through that, like the fall of Cadia. Mm. You don't know what Cadia is. Most of you won't know what Cadia is. It's a planet in Gilliman's, in the realm of Ultramar, mm-hmm. right? But this planet has been on the edge of the Eye of Terror for thousands of years. Yeah. Just fine. Mm-hmm. Like, they've just been holding it back all by themselves. They're just like, yeah, this is fun. This is nice. Yeah, yeah. And the, some of the best of the best of the Empire come from Cadia, mm-hmm. and Abaddon made it fall. Mm. So it's very impressive, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of work like the Ultramarines for Chaos because they're really efficient at the tasks they set out for. Yeah. And they're kind of like the figureheads and leaders of Chaos. Interestingly enough, any Chaos Marine can just go, I've had enough of this, mm-hmm. and join Chaos Undivided. Mm. So like you could worship Nurgle one day and be like, you know what? Three boils too many. Three boils too many. I'm done here. And move. <laughs> Literally, and you just you talk to your local union Nurgle representative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, he moves you. Can over. we cut the boils out, please? Right? <laughs> you could go to the you're like you know you could be corn and you could just like be raging, raging, raging. Go, you know what? You know what? What if we weren't always angry? <laughs> right? You could be Slanesh, and then the rest of the video is gonna be redacted, so I won't mention it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so you basically like any Chaos Legion can go to their local. Union representative and mm-hmm. go, I think I it's time for change. It's time for a change. Let's yeah. go undivided. Yep, and they'll go to Chaos Undivided, mm-hmm. right? Um, so if you like um, the way the Ultramarines function, but you kind of like frowny faces instead of happy faces, mm-hmm. this is the Legion for you. Mm-hmm. They also have a cooler color scheme of black and bronze instead of like blue and gold. So if that's your thing, that's really cool. Now, um, my inner edgelord is fighting me saying this because black and bronze is very edge, edge, lordy. Edge Sheeran. Edge Sheeran. Mm-hmm. But I like blue and gold better. I'm sorry. Yeah. Though I will admit the Ultramarines get a bit out of hand. Mm. Ultramarines. Mm. Ultramar. Yeah. There's a lot of ultra going on. Yeah. Right? No, so. I can I can already tell the naming <clears throat> convention's a bit dumb. And but. they're Boy Scouts. People hate Boy Scouts, so. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I, I like a good Boy Scout, so it's, it's they're fun to me. Um, currently, Horus is the deadest of all the Primarchs. Yeah. Super dead. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's, he's got a really solid successor in Abaddon. He's one of the few, like, regular Marines who's actually probably would lose to a Primarch. Mm. But it wouldn't it wouldn't be as handily as most other Marines would. Yeah. Like, Abaddon's got it together, and I'm pretty sure Horus would be proud. Mm-hmm. Like, genuinely. He's got some great assaults to his name. Yeah. And now... Thirteen of them? Thirteen. 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 And now we get to number seventeen. Uh, all I ever wanted was the truth. All I... All I ever wanted was the truth. The word bearers led by Lorgar. Lorgar. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, think like a televangelist in power armor. <laughs> really? That's all it is? <laughs> like, make, take Joel Olstein, double him in size and width, and give him a bolter and a flamer, and you have the word bearers. <laughs> like, that's really, that's really what it boils down to. <clears throat> Technically, they started the heresy. Well, Lorgar started the heresy. Mm-hmm. It was Erebus, but we're not going to get into that, mm-hmm. right? So we'll just pin it on Lorgar. He's the fall guy for today. Yes. Um, and um, he was a very religious guy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he was Handsome Squidward. He really does look like Handsome Squidward. Does he really? Yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> um, so Handsome Squidward was very happy when the Emperor came to pick him up. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was like, oh my God, oh my God, you're real. 
you're, he like fangirled about it. Yeah. Like he basically, from the moment the emperor picked him up, he didn't know this. Mm-hmm. Lorgar just started writing fan fiction effectively. Like, like literally, like you gotta, like as a kid, he was a very like faithful person. He's like, God's real. God's gotta be real. And then someday, somebody who's very close to it appears. You're like, oh, 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 oh my oh, God. This is it. Oh my God. It's happening. Yeah. So, so Lorgar. Stay calm, everyone. Stay calm. So Lorgar wrote this whole big piece of effectively fan fiction about the emperor, mm-hmm. right? Which is now um, the foundation of the religion that actually worships the emperor to this day oh. and keeps him alive. Oh. So in a weird way, Lorgar's kind of holding it all together, mm-hmm. right? Um, but he didn't know that the emperor is a turbo atheist, mm. mm-hmm, right? So um, every time Lorgar would conquer a world, he'd like spread the good word, like, mm. "Oh come on, mm-hmm. hello, mm-hmm. my name is Elder Lorgar." Like he'd do that whole bit. <laughs> yeah, he'd do the whole bit, and like eventually there was like enough worlds worshiping the emperor mm-hmm. for him to notice and go, mm. Mm. "Hey Lorgar, right. cease." Well, he, he did it, but in big ease way. Where he was mm. like, "Hey Lorgar, you've been doing some good work. Show me your favorite place. Let me let me see what like your pinnacle is, right? Mm-hmm. And like, I'll, I'll come with Gilman, one of my favorite sons, right? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, Lorgar shows him this like basically like his Jerusalem, right? Mm. Like this is the center of all worship of the emperor. Yeah. This is like he, people make pilgrimage to this place. Right? Yeah, Lorgar has spent so much time here, and like this is where he wrote it all, right? Mm-hmm. And the emperor looked at him. He said, "This is very cool." And then the next words didn't leave his mouth, but his mind just kneel, like in this huge psychic, like mental sandblasting wave. Yeah, and like it, you, even a Primarch couldn't resist it. Like Lorgar yeah. was forced to kneel. He hit him with the voice. Yeah, right. And then and then he said, "Gilman, burn it all to the ground." Oh, and made Lorgar watch as Gilman and his Ultramarines laid waste to it all. Ah. And then on top of all of that, right, he then mentally shouted across the entire legion, of all my creations, you are my biggest failures. Learn from this. God. And then he left them in the rubble. God. Yeah. I can imagine why Lorgar would mauled about that a little bit. He was broken. Mm -hmm. Because as a kid, he discovered God is real. Mm -hmm. And as an adult, he discovered he hates me. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that is... It broke Lorgar. Yeah. Which was perfect for chaos. Mm-hmm. Because chaos is also very divine. Mm-hmm. And they love worship. Because mm-hmm. they know it gives them power. Mm-hmm. Right? So it was very easy for chaos to worm its way into his ear. And Lorgar is now like their big preacher boy. Right? Mm-hmm. His legion worships chaos undivided as well. Okay. But I like, think like a religious zealot kind of way. It's very different. Mm-hmm. Instead of other... Le- that, like they'll be there with the other legions summoning demons for them. Mm-hmm. But also for them, their highest form is like inviting a demon to share bodies with them. Mm. So it's like you have these half demon things kind of running around the battlefield, and that's like peak for them. So mm-hmm. it's like that's as close to God as you can get. Mm-hmm. Right? It's just becoming a half human, half demon. Exactly. So that's how they do it. They worship chaos undivided, and they're freaky powerful. Yeah. Because Lorgar is genuinely good at what he does. Like, think about it. He this fan fiction he wrote about the Emperor mm-hmm. holds up ten thousand years later and is so potent, everyone in the Emperor belie- and the Empire believes it, mm-hmm. and it's made the Emperor almost a god. Yeah. Like, do that. So imagine the work he's been doing for chaos. Yeah. Basically, this is a legion where if they pray, mm-hmm. the chaos gods look. Yeah. Like, they have a speed dial to any of them. Yeah. Like, if they're dying and they pray to corn, corn is immediately, like, looking in that direction. Well, because to my knowledge, the chaos gods are all powered by how many people worship them, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, if you have, like, a group of, like, 10,000 people worshipping them, them all at once, mm-hmm. I'd imagine they'd go, like... Hey, thanks, guys. Mm-hmm. I'll do what you want. So the word bearers basically like bring them the most worshippers. So like mm-hmm. they will always be there for them. Yeah. Like like 
it's it's a nice relationship actually mm-hmm. in a weird way um if you like that kind of devout devout faithful warrior zealot mm-hmm. instead of like the mages like magnus instead you like miracles and stuff this is the legion for you Ooh. horrific miracles horrific miracles but still miracles right <laughs> the dark miracles exist yeah exactly yeah. um lorgar is currently alive doing warp shenanigans and creating demon primarchs i guess Fun. He's, doing, he's just doing his thing. Cre- a- creating demon primarchs? Yeah. As in creating new ones or turning the old ones who worship chaos into demons? They were turning the Angron became a demon primarch because of Lorgar. Oh. Mm-hmm. Fun. Mm-hmm. We'll cover that if we ever do deep dive on Lorgar because he's another one of those characters with so much to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we move on to the 18th Legion. Um, this is... One I didn't know much about, mm-hmm. and then I researched them, and they've really grown on me. A lot of these, all of these have grown on me after I researched them, because yeah. they're all really well written. Mm-hmm. The quote here is from um, their Primarch Vulcan, and it says, Your sacrifices to save people will be remembered forever. You performed what was impossible and made the sacrifice without hesitation, knowing your task doomed you, and it was thankless. But I'll give you my thanks now. Right? He's, I've heard about, I've heard about Vulcan. Mm-hmm. He, he runs... The Salamanders? Exactly. Yeah. Right? Salamanders. They're the 18th Legion, and they're one of the most intimidating. Mm-hmm. Like, Vulcan is weirdly large, even by Primarch standards. Yeah. Like, he's this close to being as tall as of the Emperor. Really? Yeah, he's huge. He's huge. And he's got, like, these piercing, burning red eyes mm-hmm. and massive flame and dragon aesthetics. Yeah. So you see them, you're like, oh, God. Oh, oh no. God. Oh, no. But it's all a front. Yeah, they're like the sweetest guys. They're unequivocally the nicest legion. Yeah. Because Vulcan, they all believe, all the loyalists believe it's their duty to protect the Imperium. Mm -hmm. But Vulcan realizes that it's not space or planets or buildings. It's the people. It's the people. That are the Imperium. So he protects the He will go above and beyond for them every single time. Mm -hmm. Like, salamanders are willing, like, as his legion, Mm -hmm. are willing to die for normal men. Yeah. Every other legion will go, (laughs) you know how much it took to make me? You know it's, much- us or, it's us or you, mm-hmm. and I'm choosing me. I am an F-35 Raptor. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I need to stick around. But this isn't about you. Oh. Right? So that's 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 how most of the legions treat people, as an expendable resource. Mm-hmm. Not the salamanders. Yeah. Right? Um, leading to this weird dichotomy of like these huge, massive guys descending from the skies mm-hmm. and like burning everything in front of them mm-hmm. with like napalm and just horrific, horrific things. Mm-hmm. And then they turn around and help you find your dog. That's cute. Like, there's a lot of stories of salamanders just, like, cleaning up rubble to help find, like, stuffed animals. Yeah. Like, stuff that, like, a, a, a legion should not be doing this. You have better things to do. Yeah. Right? But, like, like mm-hmm. they're the they're the firefighters, except they don't fight fire, they fight with fire. Exactly. Right? Um, a big part of what helps keep them disgrounded is a mm-hmm. lot of space marine legions, once you become one, mm-hmm. you never see your family again. Mm-hmm. Um, they're allowed to visit their families. And That's... they keep in constant contact, and you can go back whenever you want. That's right? pretty chill. So, like, uh, it, it keeps them grounded because they have a reason to fight. Mm-hmm. They've not just been, like, because space marines are, people idolize them a lot. Mm-hmm. But, like, in canon, they're really ugly and really weird people who are really, really uncomfortable to be around. Yeah, like, you don't want to be a space marine. Yeah. It sounds like it's a very lonely gig. No, they just really enjoy what they do. Like, mm-hmm. there's a story of a commissar and his buddy, and, like, they were going through the military, and then his buddy was picked to be a space marine, and he went on to be, like, a great leader, right? Mm-hmm. And one day, this guy's, like, being beaten down by Tyranids, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he thought he was a great leader, and then he got sent out to fight, like, the real threats, mm-hmm. and he saw the Tyranids, mm-hmm. and they, they almost killed him. And then, out of the pods above... Space Marines started landing mm-hmm. and just ripping everything apart. But yeah. like it's uncomfortable how well they do it. Yeah. Like there's this thing called transhuman dread mm-hmm. and it's basically boils down to nothing that big 
that fast, Moot should move that fast. That's like a real thing. Yeah. That's not that's not that's not just a Warhammer 40k mm-hmm. thing. That's like like a real that's thing. That's not natural. Nothing that big should move that fast. So yeah. he experiences this deep transhuman dread. Mm-hmm. And like one of the space marines stops and like looks at him. Mm-hmm. And like he's horrified because he's like, oh no. Yeah. Right? And mm-hmm. it, it takes off its its helmet. And like it smiles, and the guy is just like Phil. No, not no, 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 no. First, he doesn't recognize him because it's like mm-hmm. it's not a normal. It like it's like it's like a demon pretending to smile. Yeah, like the muscles aren't right. Like I've, I've like I've, you're I've, showing me teeth. Yeah, but mm. yeah, I've seen pictures of like space marines mm-hmm. with their helmets off, and they've got like they've got the, like the bolts, the weird head. bolts that are like the the connections to their skull through the helmet, mm-hmm. and their face muscles are all screwed like, up. Like they're, and they're all... bald, and they've just got scars mm-hmm. all over their head. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, right. And um, so it, space marines aren't very like pleasant people to be around. Yeah, they're very good warriors, mm-hmm. right? And that's what they were made for. Yeah, right. The emperor planned to dispatch them basically once mm-hmm. they were done with their duty. Yeah, the only exception are like the ultramarines because Gilliman puts a big emphasis on like. When we done, when we're done with this war thing, mm. <laughs> yeah. When we're done with this war thing, whenever that happens, mm-hmm. you'll have to lead. So, like, I gotta teach you to be well-rounded. Well-rounded. Sanguinius did the sociable, same thing. Yeah. Right, but a lot of don't. A lot of them don't bother. So yeah. you have just these weird guys. Salamanders are fine to be around. Yeah. Like, yes, they still have that weird, like, oh god, you're not human. But then you, they, they've got the personality to mm-hmm. back it up. Yeah. You talk like, to them for like five seconds, person. and they're like, oh you're my god, a you're very, a person. You're yeah. just a very, 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 very strong person, mm-hmm. right? Don't smack that. Can't help it, right? Um, so that's it's actually really nice. They're a very grounded legion. Mm-hmm. Um, Vulcan himself is a forge masters. He's a forge master. Yeah, um, he's one of the better ones of all his brothers. He's up there with Ferris Manus and like mm-hmm. Fulgrim. Um, and this is a trait his legion gets. They really pride themselves on taking care of their own gear. Mm-hmm. So they're like, you'll be assigned a gun, and they'll keep it for as long as they can, keeping it running, upgrading it. They it's literally like, do the bit of the "This is my weapon." There are many weapons like it, but this one is mine. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, so if you like that kind of dragon aesthetic, the fires of a forge, flamethrowers. Mm-hmm. Um, you also like, you know, just. Being this massive demigod who actually fights for the common man. Mm-hmm. Like right? you genuinely like people. I mm-hmm. remember a couple months ago I saw um, a comic that an artist did on Twitter. And this was like way before like you had been talking with me about anything Warhammer 40k related. But like I knew like a little bit about the salamanders and enough to know, oh, these are the these are the chill guys. Mm-hmm. The comic was basically just it was really st- really sad but it was basically like one of the salamanders discovers a, a a small girl child on one of the the planets that they're defending against from a tyranid assault and like he's just like you'll be fine you'll be fine i'm gonna put you in this vault and it's completely sealed you should be fine here take your teddy bear and then he goes to burn some tyranids comes back and the vault is crushed mm. and it's just got some splatters all over it. Mm. And he takes his helmet off and he cries. Yeah. Yeah. They, they will also cry for like yeah. people falling. Mm. And because they feel a lot of people give them comics where they go through a lot of tragic stuff. Yeah. Because they feel. They are, right? they feel. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a really nice, warm, they're, they're, it's a very warm on a, on a lighter note, they're like the Pixar uh, film uh, thesis of like, what if... Something had feelings. What if space marines? What if had space feelings? marines had feelings? Also, on a lighter note, oh. yeah, they're very warm legion. Oh. Um, and Vulcan is alive to this day. Is he now? Yeah, somewhere. Mm. Um, it's thought that if his kids can find all of his creations, like Infinity Gauntlet style, he'll come back. Mm. Right. So they're currently working on that. Um, there's a guy called Trazen who's a 
immortal computer. You've told me about him. Think a Terminator kleptomaniac. It's yeah. basically what he is, right? Yeah. And he has some of those. Or bits if you've ever seen like Guardians of the Galaxy, the one dude, the collector who like has all the stuff in boxes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's yeah. basically Trazen. Okay. And so they're always going back and forth trying to get the bits mm-hmm. to bring back the Salamanders. But yeah. I quite like them. The nineteenth Legion. Mm-hmm. Um, the quote is from their Primarch, Corvus Korax, and it is We are the shadow that kills, mm-hmm. the hidden death that none suspect. Hmm. I'm pretty sure you can figure out their gimmick. Yeah, they're like the 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 stealth marines. Stealth marines, right? Well, stealthy as you can be. Yeah, I was going to say, I've heard a couple of jokes about these guys. How stealthy are you going to be when you're like 10 feet tall and clanking in massive metal armor? You'll figure that out as you keep going. They're known as the Raven Guard, right? Mm-hmm. And hold So on. they're just like edgy, edgy. Yeah, sorry. I just had to double check their name because I don't like this Legion very much. You don't like this Legion very much? This is all going to get cut. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Okay, um, they are the 19th Legion, mm-hmm. and they are known as the Raven Guard, with mm-hmm. their Primarch Corvus Corax. Yes. Uh, they're very stealthy, but mm-hmm. like you're mentioning, in a very odd way. They're still seven feet tall. Yeah. They're still wearing a ton of armor, a metric ton of armor, clanking yeah. about, yeah. right? H- huge. They're yeah, a yeah. car. They're, and they're, they're walking around in a car. And as if that wasn't sneaky enough, mm-hmm. they have a huge massive jetpack that sounds like a jet taking off, Yeah. and then claws that are about three feet long on each hand. Hmm. Right? Um, but the way they're stealthy is patience. Mm-hmm. Patience. They will sit in a place and wait for as long as it takes to get their target. Oh, they're they're like snipers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a Chris Kyle kind of thing. Where it's yeah. Like, it's not that he's sneaky. It's, it's that he sat there and waited for you to get there. Waited there, focused, and you got there, and he got mm-hmm. you, and he moved on, right? Uh, should that fail, they're also not opposed to using those jump packs to go clean through concrete floors, blend you, and then jump back And away. then leave. And yeah, then... It's, I mean, that's still technically sneaky. Yeah. Right? Um, however, uh, this is very different from like the, the night lords. Mm-hmm. They, they do sneaky too, but they, they're like a bit more, I'm not gonna say cowardly about it, but like tactical about it mm-hmm. where it's like, they won't take a fight. They know they're going to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, the Raven guard will not run away. Mm. They are tenacious as all hell and they will take on any challenge set before them, mm-hmm. which is why during the Horus heresy, they were bodied. Oh, oh my goodness. This bird is on the endangered species list. It's <laughs> Bad. Yeah. I think they took the single most losses because unlike the the Night Lords who are like, ooh. Mm-hmm. And then away. they just like I'm gonna skittered run away off and, away. Yeah, yeah. Like they were just like, no, we have to hold this for the Emperor. Yeah. And they're not equipped for it. No. So they were absolutely cut down, right? But that's mm-hmm. that's one of my favorite things about them. Mm. They're they're that tenacious. Yeah. Right. Um they also have the coolest homeworld name. What? Sorry, you said tenacious, and all I could think of was the Jack Black album Tenacious D. Oh Jesus. <laughs> I had the same thought. That word is ruined for me. I'm sure for a lot of people. Thank you, Jack Black. We do love you here. We do. Um, they also have the coolest homeworld name mm-hmm. of Deliverance. Deliverance. Right? Yeah, and they have these massive raven, they have this massive raven theming to them. They're edgy, edgy. Yeah, they're really edgy. Their armor is pitch black, they have massive feathers on them, as well as camo, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they're patient, brave, and effective, and if mm-hmm. that sounds like fun to you, this is your legion, right? Currently, after the thrashing they got, yeah. Corvus Corax is missing. He's not dead, he's missing. Missing, okay. Uh, his legion hope that he'll return someday, but they're yet to see it, mm. which is a shame, because he's got a really cool aesthetic. Yeah. He had a weird bowl cut in the 90s, which we won't talk about, but nowadays he's really cool. <laughs> yeah, he had a, like an awful bowl cut. He had the, 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 the Friar Bob look going on. Yeah, he had the friar. He had the friar Bob look, and it's it never works on anybody. Mm-hmm. So that is them. 
Now let's get on to the 20th Legion. Um, and their quote is very simple. Hmm. I am Alpharius. I am what? Hold on. And their quote is very simple. I am Alpharius. I am Alpharius. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one's going to be weird. Mm-hmm. This one's going to be very weird. So bear with me. Um, it won't make any sense in the end, I promise. Oh, okay. Uh, is, this an, is this another follower of Zinch? As long as we... Uh, and at long last, we finally get to the last legion, which is the 20th. They're known as the Alpha Legion, led by their twin primarchs, mm-hmm. Alpharius and Omegon. They are the first loyalist legion. They're the last loyalist legion. Uh, they're the first traitor legion. They're the last traitor legion. What? Um, they're basically the emperor's psyop division. They win wars by messing with you, your mind, and everything you hold dear. Right? Crops will be poisoned. Communications will be cut. Okay. Armies will receive fake orders, and terror will be sown. Right? Fun. To, to quote Malcolm X: "By any means necessary. <laughs> by any means necessary. Any. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, this has led to a lot of people not liking them, like a lot of the space marines, because they're very honor bound. Fight mm-hmm. me, and they're mm-hmm. like." <laughs> <laughs> no. Why would I? Why would I? <laughs> right? Um, they're the they're the the one um, happy souls event. Why did you stab me in the back all the time? Because it's, it's easy, easy and it, it does, does a lot, lot of damage. damage. Yeah, basically, right? And um, as if that wasn't complicated enough, every single member of the Alpha Legion looks like Alpharius or Omegon. Well, that's confusing. And they will always simply tell you, "I am Alpharius." That's confusing. They destabilize nations, they shut down worlds, and they, above all, they make sure they, they work very hard to make mm-hmm. sure you don't know they exist. They're like the Horatio from Endless Space, but the CIA at the same time. Yeah. There's a story of somebody hunting down Alpharius for years, mm-hmm. only to finally catch him, and when he turns around, the guy has a face that looks just like his. Oh. And then he kills him and takes his place. Oh, fuck. That was the entire plan. That was the entire plan for Alpharius. Oh. Or maybe not Alpharius. Omegon? Maybe. Who knows? One of um, those two. During the Horus Heresy, they ensured that Terra and the Loyalists couldn't communicate effectively with the rest of the universe to rally. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also ensured that the Siege of Terra could not be won by Chaos. Mm. How they did all that is beyond me. All I know is Alpharius was the first Primarch found. Omegon was the last Primarch found. Uh, they've always been there. They were never there. Okay. If you like screwing with people, psychological warfare, and uh, winning a war without a bullet fired, then this is the Legion for you. Fun. And to wrap it all up, everything I told you about them was a lie. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the podcast. Um, We're just going to gloss over that. <laughs> Welcome okay. to the Alpha Legion, baby. Uh, okay. You guys have really showed up for this Warhammer series, I won't lie. Um, and obviously we want to do more of this stuff for like mm. our little growing Legion here, right? Um, but we need your help. We do need your help. Uh, Warhammer is vast. It's huge. There's a lot. And we have a couple of ideas of where we want to start. But at the end of the day, we respect your voices above all. So we want you to help us choose between these four that I'm currently looking at, right? A video on the Chaos Gods. Kind of general, the same way we've done the Primarchs, right? Mm -hmm. Um, A deep dive into a specific Primarch, any one of the 20 that you want us to look into. Again, another broad strokes look at the orcs. Mm-hmm. They're very fun. The I'd orcs love, are fun. I'd love to You've do told that. me a little bit about them. And then another another broad strokes overview of the Necrons, right? Mm-hmm. So the choice is yours between those four. Chaos Gods, a deep dive into a specific Primarch, the orcs, 
and the Necrons. Mm-hmm. It is fully up to you. Uh, let it let me know in the comments, and it will be done. We um, could probably put a community post up too, because they allow us to do that. Yeah, yeah. The we'll, we'll probably petitions. put a poll out as well. Poll. That's video. what I'm thinking. Of. Um, yeah, we're also considering building a community Discord um, as a way for us to reach you directly, hang out um, for you guys to connect with other people who have the same interests. Um, and if this is something you'd be interested in, let us know in the comments. I'm beyond grateful for every single one of you that like showed up and showed out for this oh yeah this has been massive it's i can't describe yeah it doesn't look like a lot but it's beyond great to be able to just talk about something that i enjoy with a bunch of people who also enjoy it oh yeah and then also to suck you into this hobby (laughs) drain you of all your money from plastic toy soldiers (laughs) this is the big con Thanks for tuning in. Hey, but it's fun, though. We'll see you in the next episode. One of those four, depending on your decision.